0: From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here on here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that definitely did not schedule tweets for the show. My name is Greg Tupper. Fired. I'm the managing editor of Dave Fired. Campbell's Texas Football, a magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local. Mediocre internet show. Over at the helm today, a bespectacled Ashley Pickle. Hello, Ashley.
1: That's a, that's a large word. That's ah, a nice one to add that's into a, the vocabulary. Like a <laughs> oh, $2 word. There you go.
0: $2 word. Glasses today, huh?
1: Yeah, my contacts were not agreeing with me this morning. So okay. here we go. Glasses. And we'll go ahead and say hi to our first four through the door since we did not do that yesterday. Matthew McSpadden, Miss L. Romeo, uh misiel romero Romero. we'll we'll get there uh, well we're working on it yeah uh apologize for that (laughs) one (laughs) rob Hathaway and samuel de leon
0: okay welcome um shahan is here shahan j roger our college football
2: insider what's up guys dave campbell's
0: texas football has joined us has graced us with his presence here on this the 817th episode spectacular
2: i i do have to say uh I I hope that you like my my quarter zip because uh, the recently passed Max Thompson just decided he didn't want it. Mm. So now I have it. Yes. (laughs) Remember, Max Thompson
0: died on his (laughs) way back (laughs) to to his his home planet? To his home planet. That's a new discovery. It's tough. It's a tough thing. Tough thing for Poochie, (laughs) but in any case. Uh, Today (laughs) is. He is our poochie by the way. Uh, today is Tuesday September 17th 2019 72 days till Thanksgiving. Episode 817 817 the OPS for Gary Matthews Jr. in this illustrious Texas Rangers group.
1: I think It's also the 17th by the way. 17 on the 17th. Fun 8, fact.
0: 817 on 917.
1: Close. It, I mean we were a month off but it was It's the 17th. Continue.
2: Some numbers are similar. Anyway. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so.
1: Yes. Numbers, Thank you, Shahad.
0: Some numbers have
2: some things in common. <laughs> it is both the seventeen. Both. Continue. Both whole numbers. How about that? No decimals in this one. Boo. You know, I well, think about we this- are an integers podcast. But this is
0: an extremely <laughs> integer-heavy podcast. We are we are very biased towards integers. Um, we, are, I always think about. Um, people tuning into this show for the first time oh god it's like it's like people saying oh you know because we always tell people hey by the way and i'll tell you this uh, if you have not rated and subscribed to the podcast please do and please tell a friend tell a friend about this show but i always think about people are like hey you know what you should listen to texas football today it's a really good show about football and they tune in and we're talking about no. max Thompson no. dying on his way
2: back to his home <laughs> turn planet. it off we're doing like <laughs> integer talk do you know what i'm always curious about too there I, I mean, because we do this as a video show, and I mean, I've got it up on Facebook, and I, you know, we can all see s- each other here. There are people who don't know what we look like. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's just kind of weird to think about. Let's so, let's let's be honest. Yeah, for the better. I mean, uh, for you and me. As, yeah, speak
1: as speak for yourself. Yeah, the Ashley. glasses as, we're rocking. The glasses <laughs> look today. As everyone <laughs>
2: says, you know, I got a face for radio and a voice for print. So there we go. Yeah. That's,
0: you know, my mom used to tell me all the time I have a face for radio. I don't know why. <laughs> I never understood that.
2: Anyway, uh, on today's show, guys, we got
0: Shahan here. We're going to talk a little college football. Then we're going to announce the Visit Fort Worth Coaches of the Week and the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. Back half of the show, big-time guest every Tuesday joins us, the Hall of Famer Craig Way, and the birthday
2: boy yesterday.
0: Oh. He was a birthday boy, so we will make sure. <laughs> what that. numbers
2: did did we learn yesterday? <laughs> <And that laughs> Some
0: of them
1: are the same.
2: That doesn't. <laughs> That's that doesn't, what we know. That doesn't
1: seem
0: important. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, Shahanja Araja, our college football insider, is here talking a little college football. Uh, subscribe to his fine podcast, Republic of Football. And by the way. I can. I think we can break some news. That coming soon, we're going to have a premium insiders-only feed for uh, Republican football. Normal Republican football is not going away. Still going to have it's the two episodes, two episodes a week, uh, every week. Uh, but uh, as far as breaking news and bonus content and things like that, we're going to set up a premium feed for insiders. But uh, we're here to talk a little bit about uh, a couple of things. Obviously, a big week ahead going forward. But, but I think we have to start with the news out of Lubbock yesterday. Yeah. That Alan Bowman will be out uh several weeks I believe is how I've seen yeah, uh, yeah kind of put that they are going to that he's going to be out for at least a second uh the quarterback for Texas Tech had two very good games and then one not good game no uh I don't know I don't know if those injuries are tied if, if it's that's tied to the injury but in any case uh, I think it's, it's it goes without saying that this is a pretty significant blow to the Red Raiders
2: yeah yeah well and, and just to go back to that phrasing so there were rumors going around the internet uh, last night and last afternoon that it was six to eight weeks. We don't have a firm timetable on that. Mm. Um, they they were very clear to use the word several weeks. They're going to reevaluate. It might be less than that. I, I'd be surprised if it's more than that. Um, you know, but but it's obviously a tough blow and and. Coming into the year, Alan Bowman was the one thing that you felt like you could rely on with that Texas Tech team. He was the one known commodity. And they brought in all these great wide receivers as transfers, McLean, Mannix. Uh, You know, it's it's a tough blow. And Mm -hmm. for a staff that's brand new in here trying to gain some consistency, all of a sudden you're going from one of the top couple of quarterbacks in the country to now... You know, a, a rice grad transfer, or you know Jet Duffy, who just hasn't showed a whole lot during his time at Texas Tech. the there's good news, and there's bad news, okay? Obviously the bad news is Jet is that
0: Alan Bowman, who is, I think, undisputedly the best quarterback on campus, oh, uh, that's yeah. why he's the starter, uh, is out. That's bad. Good. You have a week off. You have a bye week. Yes. Okay. Yes. You have a bye week to get wh- whoever you decide to be the new quarterback, either Jackson Tyner, the Rice the Rice grad transfer, or Jet Duffy, up to speed on the offense. That's the good news. The bad news is that we'll all be in service of going to Norman on, on September 28th to open Big 12 play. Yeah. Uh, talk about out, out of the frying pan and right into the fire.
2: Well, and not only that, uh, in some order, they have at Oklahoma versus Oklahoma State. Then I believe they go at Baylor and then either at or versus Iowa State. Uh, yes. So you're playing maybe four of the five best teams in the Big 12 to start conference play?
0: At OU, home against Oklahoma State. At Baylor, home against uh, Iowa State. And then, by the way, you get Kansas, and
2: they yeah. are they are above 500. <laughs> right, right. Uh, road winners, Kansas yes. Jayhawks. <laughs> <But> road winners.
1: <laughs> when is the last time that that's happened?
2: So, so it's been – I guess a power five team. So the last time they won against a Power Five team on the road was two thousand and eight. Yes, two thousand and eight. The I Bush was, administration. Yes, I remember that. Yes, so that's how long that it's been. Now they won their first road game since two thousand and nine last year over a Group of Five team. I want to say they beat Central Michigan, who finished one and eleven. So yeah, momentous stuff over here. But, uh, but the point is, the point is that for Texas Tech, like we have now, I feel like in the
0: span of Four days, <laughs> right. gone from being really bullish about tech. Like, yeah. hey, man, maybe they are better. The rosters than there, you know, you got maybe options. this is a bull team. Maybe this is a seven win
2: team yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To suddenly, like, oh no, this could get really ugly very quickly. <sighs> yeah. Oh God. You know, four and eight, and mm-hmm. and so, and the big thing too. I mean, and I'm sure you guys talked a little bit about the game yesterday against Arizona, but like, the good news is their defense looks good. It, they, it looks legitimately pretty good, mm-hmm. but. Offensively, there's just not a lot there, and all of a sudden now you're going from Alan Bowman, one of the best quarterbacks in the country, to some guys that you don't necessarily know that you can rely on. Um, you know, all of a sudden an offensive line that's looked kind of troublesome, all of a sudden has to go, and they all of a sudden have to block. You know, a running game that's going to have to carry this team, and it's just not a roster that's necessarily built to do that.
0: It's uh, it's a tough blow for Texas Tech as as Alan
2: Bowman will be out uh, six to
0: eight weeks. I'm sure you'll have more about that on Republic of Football. Um, from the pos from the negative to the positive and a game that always we all we always have circled because it's a fun game yeah but hasn't necessarily always been two teams that are undefeated in fact yeah. it's been quite a while quite a while uh SMU is 3 and 0 for the first time since 84 84 and now they get the battle for the Iron skillet against TCU and look i mean TCU goes on the road and beats Purdue but I mean this is this has gotta be the most anticipated iron skillet matchup in a, a long time. A couple decades.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean it has to be because you know, during that whole period of success for SMU in the eighties, TCU wasn't necessarily a great team. Uh, When TCU has been rolling, obviously, through the 2000s and 2010s, SMU hasn't been a very good team. Um, So right now, at this moment, I mean, we don't necessarily know exactly how good TCU is, but they had an impressive win against Purdue last week. Uh, SMU looks like they might have the potential to be sort of uh, maybe even an elite group of five team, you Mm -hmm. know, a team that can maybe compete for the division, Uh, you know, and, and... everything's in front of both of these teams you know both these teams have an opportunity to make a statement on saturday um because you know if tc was able to come out and really put them to bed yeah that's a big deal that I mean, is a big deal I, I i really think that that's a good a big deal and smu obviously if they can pick up a win over a power five team on the road against your rival against an elite defense that's a big deal so i i think that there's so much to play for for both these teams in this game and i think we're going to learn a lot because you know, whatever you want to say about SMU, you know, SMU has looked dominant in their first three games, but they haven't necessarily played a team that's at their level or better. And TCU, on the other hand, you know, they played t- uh, against Purdue, but how good is Purdue, we don't necessarily know. Uh, and they were playing with a backup quarterback. Now you get to go against a really good quarterback in Shane Bouchelle, a really good running game with Xavier Jones and with TJ McDaniel, obviously, who we saw a really great receiving game with James Perche, Reggie Robertson. And defensively, SMU's looked really good. So if they can have some success, especially on offense against SMU, I think that portends good things for their season. And this is, uh, I mean, now TCU has historically dominated
0: this at least recently. Yeah. Um, in the in the Gary Patterson era, he's only lost to SMU twice. Yeah. Uh, and and so 17 of the last 19, in fact, is <sighs> is uh, TCU beating them. Uh, this game is is in Fort Worth. Yep. Uh, you know and and look i haven't seen a line on do you know what the line is i haven't seen uh, i haven't seen one as yet um but that is you know to me that that this is this is a real this is an opportunity for you know for smu to go on the road and and challenge a, a, you know what we think is is a improving and, and getting better tcu team um and yeah this you know you've talked about you talk about Proving to the to the world that hey we have turned a corner here's an opportunity for SMU to do it to prove that yeah you know yeah we're three and zero but we're more than that like we're actually a, a legit good team it, we're not just a product of playing uh, you know Texas
2: State or, or teams like
0: that right and
2: I mean the last time that this team started three and zero like you mentioned was 1984 and they finished number eight in the country that yeah. season now we're not necessarily asking them to finish number eight in the country by any means but this is how you have an opportunity to get ranked. This is Mm -hmm. how you have an opportunity to enter that discussion with the UCFs, with the Memphises, with the Boise States. This is how you get an opportunity to compete for a New Year's Six Bowl. And this is still very early. This is year two for Sonny Dykes. This is year two for that whole staff. We're not asking them to do these things. But if they are ready to do these things, if they have the team that can do these things right away, you know, and and James Perche is a senior, Xavier Jones is a senior. So there are players on this team that this will be their opportunity This is the game where you can do it. And
1: I think getting Gary, like, I think the biggest struggle for TCU is going to be getting Gary Patterson to really get it through to his team. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, they are actually good this year. (laughs) Because, you know, Gary might understand that, but will SMU come, or TCU come in over their head and not really realize that? I
0: I think you're exactly right. And this is, you know, this is an opportunity for them to to knock off a ranked team. TCU is number 25 now. Yep, yep, yep. And, and, you know, they, they have beaten... Uh they have beaten a, a ranked SMU team or a TCU team before, back in twenty thirteen or something like that. But this is, you know, this is serious. Right now I'm seeing TCU's a nine point favorite in this one. I SMU all day on that line. Uh two thirty PM uh on FS one it's gonna be fun. Um Let's talk about one more game before we let you go. Um, and and it's the other big game. It's the it's the the only matchup of, of two ranked opponents in the state of Texas mm-hmm. this week. Uh, number nine Auburn, or number eight Auburn comes calling to Texas A and M. Hullabaloo connect connect. It's two thirty p.m. on uh, Saturday. The big CBS afternoon game. Yep. Um, th- it's funny because we had. Uh, I feel like everything has gone to chalk for A&M so far. Mm -hmm. I think everyone could have predicted that they'd be two and one right now. I think that's super obvious. It's like, yes, of course, they go on the road to the defending national champs. They're going to lose that game. And then they have two teams that they overmatch at home. Here's the first time where I feel like we're actually going to find something out about A&M.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and last year, the biggest thing between A&M last year was that they were so much better at home than they were on the road. Mm -hmm. And so now you get a top 10 team in the country in here. And there's a reality that this You don't want to call week three, week four games must wins, but looking at this schedule, I mean, they really would like to have this game because not only do they play, like we've mentioned all season long, you know, four of the top six or so teams in the country, they play three of them on the road. And so you get one of those teams, you know, in Auburn here, who's not even one of those four that we talked about preseason. And Auburn's not a perfect team. You know, they're really good on defense. They're really elite in the front four, especially. Mm-hmm. Um, but offensively, they're a work in progress. They've still got a true freshman quarterback. And AM's defense uh, against every team that they've played this season has looked pretty good. So this will be an opportunity for AM's defense to really put a stamp on this game. And there's also reality we need to see more from Kellen Mond. Mm-hmm. We just have to see more from Kellen Mond. What we've seen so far from him, uh, especially against Clemson, is really not going to cut it. In that opener against Texas State, which is a good defense. Defense. He looked really, really good. He looked pinpoint. But against Clemson and even at times against Lamar, we didn't necessarily see the player that we hope to see. This will be an opportunity for him to show it. And it's going to be a big test for their run game, too, because you still mm-hmm. talk about having a true freshman, a redshirt freshman, a redshirt sophomore kind of being the main guys back there at running back. Uh, that's going to be put to the test this week and, and the offensive line as part of that, too, against that front four I mean, again, if, if A&M doesn't win this game, this is going to be a really, really long season for Dex a and I think it's going to be disappointing. If,
0: I feel like they, they expect to come in and win this game. It, yeah. it, it's funny because it's a top 10 team coming to town. Oh, yeah. And yet, I feel like they're 100% capable of winning this game. Uh, and they're four-point favorites at home. Look, I, I feel like they should. I feel like I feel like if they don't win this game, it would be truly a disappointment uh, in, in, in a lot of ways. So... Uh, He is Shahan J. Raja. He will have, of course, complete college football coverage on your favorite college football podcast, Republic of Football. Subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts and see his fine work at TexasFootball.com. And then follow him on Twitter at Shahan ShahanJaraja, spelled exactly like it sounds.
2: S-H-E-H-E-N-J-E-Y-A-R-A-J-H. I don't know if what I said or what you said is more helpful.
1: Neither. Yeah. Neither. um, (laughs) That was impressive.
2: Thanks, Shahan.
0: Thank you. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com, texasfootball.com, is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Please consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Tech Football Insider premium podcast, including if you're a Tep and Step listener and you're waiting for the new episode of Tep and Step, Matt Step is on the road right now. Uh, we were supposed to record it yesterday, but he got a late jump. We weren't able to do it yesterday. We will record it tonight. It will be up either late tonight or early tomorrow morning. Uh, for your edification. A
1: quick step uh, update for you. He's actually listening right now from Illinois. So, Mm -hmm. there he is. Mm -hmm. After Joplin, Missouri.
0: Tough. (laughs) He ate (laughs) it cheddars last night on purpose. All right. Let me pull up some my read here. Dave Campbell's Texas Football, in partnership with Visit Fort Worth, is proud to honor one head football coach in each classification with the Coach of the Week Award. Each coach recognized with a special honor typifies the best in Texas high school football. Your Week 3 Visit Fort Worth Coaches of the Week. In 6A, David Ratfield from Bridgeland. In just their second varsity season, Ratfield's Bears are putting themselves right in the playoff discussion. In the always-tough Cy Fair ISD, the Bears improved to 3-0 and equaled their win total from 2018 with an impressive 38-0 district opening win over Cy Springs on Friday night, their first shutout in program history. In 5A, Aaron Roan from Abilene Cooper. Third-year coach, Roan has the Cougars at 3-0 in the season, and he got the most important one of the year, a victory over rival Abilene in the annual Crosstown Showdown, avenging last season's heartbreaking loss through a dominant defensive effort. In for a Hector Guevara from San Angelo Lakeview. Often overlooked in their own town, the Lakeview Chiefs are making waves of their own in 2019 under second-year coach Guevara. Lakeview on Thursday night knocked off Snyder 39-12 to to improve to 3-0 for the first time since 1983. In 3A, Drew Johnston from Newton in his first home game as head coach, Johnston's Eagles put to rest any talk of a down year in Newton as the Eagles took down the state's number three team in 4A Division II, West Orange Stark, in a physical 20 14 game. In 2A, John Ward from New Home. In just their second season playing 11-man football, the Leopards are making quite an impression under first-year Coach Ward, who has the Leopards flying high and thinking playoffs in their 11-man infancy after an impressive 69-6 win over Plains on Friday night. And in 1A, Stacey Perryman from Happy. In a fierce rivalry game between two perennial six-man powers, Perryman helped guide the Cowboys to a thrilling 40-36 win over Turkey Valley. So those are your Week 3 Visit Fort Worth, Coaches of the Week: In 6A, David Raffield at Bridgeland; in 5A, Aaron Roan from Abilene Cooper; in 4A, Hector Guevara from San Angelo Lakeview; in 3A, Drew Johnston from Newton; in 2A, John Ward from New Home; and in 1A, Stacey Perryman from Happy. Congratulations to all the coaches. We salute you. For more information, visit TexasFootball.com. <clears throat> Woo! <Woo-hoo>. One
2: more. <laughs> Give
0: me one second. Dairy Max and Dave Campbell's Texas Football are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff will nominate four deserving assistant coaches across the state for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. Your week three... Dari Max, built by Chocolate Milk Assisted Coaches of the Week nominees. Frisco Lone Star Defensive Coordinator Darren Kite. The Rangers' defense picked off four passes and came up with timely stops as Lone Star ended Highland Park's 33-game winning streak with a 30-19 win. Wilford Friendship Offensive Coordinator Caleb Holt. In a wild four-overtime affair, the Tigers' offense proved to be unstoppable as quarterback Donovan Smith guided Friendship to a 61-53 win over Lubbock Cooper. Friona, I almost said Friona for some reason Friona Offensive Coordinator Daniel Rosales Quick, who's got Class 3A's highest scoring offense? It's the Chieftains who are averaging a staggering 64.3 points per game after a 63-14 romp over Muleshoe and Jim Ned, defensive coordinator, Fred Dietz. The Indians blew past Merkel 62 to nothing, holding the Badgers to just five first downs and becoming the only team in the state to pitch three shutouts in the first three weeks. So those are your week three. Dairy Max built by Choco Milk. Assistant Coach of the Week nominees. First go Lone Star Defensive Coordinator Darren Kite, Wolford Friendship Offensive Coordinator Caleb Holt, Freeona Offensive Coordinator Daniel Rosales, and Jim Ned Defensive Coordinator Fred Dietz. You can vote now on Twitter at DCTF. I believe we just tweeted the poll, so check it out there. And for more information, visit TexasFootball.com. We are Texas Football today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF, like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to check out texasfootball.com. A lot of good content up right there, uh, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team just went up and. I have my Inside the Numbers piece up right now that, for the first time, you can see what the computers project for each state championship game at this point in the season. It's only been three weeks, but we are already looking far, far, far ahead to December, when perhaps it will not be the surface of the sun. Pickle, let's go to the hotline and bring in the Hall of Famer, uh, the voice of the Texas Longhorns, the voice of Texas high school football, and yesterday's birthday boy we are joined uh by craig way follow him on twitter at craig way one craig how are you how was your birthday buddy
3: it was good you may have been the only person to actually say boy (laughs) attached to birthday because when you get on up there along the way i don't know the boy uh uniformly fits anymore but i will take it and by the way before we get rolling here uh because uh we're we're used to being of the mutual admiration society and patting each other on the back. Can I just uh, take just for a second here and, and compliment your producer Ashley pickle, who by the way, I thought did a fine job reporting uh, for us the other night as dispatched by you and your crew uh, that uh, wound up uh, being at uh, the big story there with uh, Highland bargain Lone stars. It was, it was, she did turn in some fine work. I don't know if, if, if you or others are tutoring her well, or if she just had that <laughs> long before <laughs> you guys got a hold of her, but she's doing a fine job.
1: Well, thank you so much, Craig. I appreciate that very much. Uh, it's it's nothing to do with Tepper. Uh, no, N- it's nothing, nothing to do with all. me. But here's <laughs> no, here's
0: the thing. I know I, I have known Craig way long enough that I know his game here. His game. This is a roundabout way of talking up North Texas. This is this uh, this, uh, this all of this. We this, love this, the mean green. This is a mean. This is a mean green place. What we
1: this is. love the mean green. I love that. Also, I got Craig. I gotta tell you, I've been listening. We, I used to listen to you on the horn growing up for literally ever. And uh, my dad just commented, and it said, "Life made because you said my name." That is his number one thing. Tepper hates this, but I had to let you know. This
3: is. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I I like to hear that you have the proper attitude to deal with Tepper. That's that's also (laughs) a very important trait. In addition. Your fine education obtained oh, obtained in Denton oh, County, USA. So I'm 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 glad to hear about all of that. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, I was just tossing that out there. Ted, uh, want no. everybody to know she's she's been well trained and she's doing a fine. job. I know your game <laughs> well, way.
0: Thank you so much. Well, let's let's start. Let's let's segue from that to the game that. Uh, Miss Pickle was at on Friday night, which was the Lone Star in Highland Park game. Lone Star goes on the road and, and does what no Texas team has been able to do since 1998. Uh, that is to to knock off um, the the Scots at Highlander Stadium. And and I've I've uh, you and I try to be extremely careful about not overcooking things, especially with with one game samples. Uh, but this this felt like. On Friday night, this felt like we took a division in 5A Division One and took it from one team and the field, being the three-time defending champs Highland Park, and the field, and now maybe mushed them all together into this really tantalizing group of contenders. Uh, it's, I, I know I said this on your show, 5A Division One became one of the most fascinating in the state in the span of one week. But I'm, I'm curious to see, you know, now that we have that result, what you're seeing as the shape of 5A Division One.
3: Yeah, you kind of, you kind of disappointed me, Tep. I thought on the show the other night, as soon as it went final with Lone Star getting the win, or as soon as Ashley's the story came in that you were going to pick up a dice shaker, roll it, and go Yahtzee for five in division <laughs> one. I thought, I thought that was coming uh, because that's your game, you know. That's your, that's right there with Crazy Town, Banana Pants, and all, and, and, and all the other stuff. Uh, I, I think, you know, I thought about it. I, I thought about it last. Uh, 72 hours uh, or whatever, to, to try to to properly place uh, what what the Rangers did in that game uh, and where it all falls in the grand scheme. And I think the best word that I can come up with for their performance and for where they stand right now is thorough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're, they're, they were very thorough in what they did. I mean, they got up, they, they, they went out, did what coaches love to do, they get to the jump early, they built the lead. And they made stops that they had to make, even as Highland Park made the the eventual run that we all knew they would make because they are who they are and they have that kind of pedigree about them. And as we also said on the show uh, Friday night, don't kick any dirt on Randy Allen's team. That when the smoke clears, they're going to be in amongst the group. But I think that's the key in amongst the group. Mm-hmm. It's become a group. It's become a group mentality. That's what you and I were talking about the other night now, that, that, that there are many in that group who are clearly capable of playing claim to that crown. Lone Star clearly is one of those. Ryan is one of those. Shadow Creek is one of those. And then there's a group of others who still have to show me some things, but are capable of it depending on what they show during the course of the
0: uh, so the other the other big headline from Friday night, besides Highland Park going down to, to, to Lone Star, was uh, the absolute calamity in two A Division two, where eight of the top ten teams uh, end up uh, end up losing. Uh, our rankings are now out. If you missed it, we kept Hamlin at the number one spot after a two point loss to to Holly. Uh, Fall City jumps up to number two. Mart with a loss moves up to number three. Um, look. I'm not asking you to come on here and tell me that we did a good job, but yes, he is. <laughs> but what I'm but what I'm asking <laughs> you is in a situation like this with the historical kind of uh, context that you have, um, what would have been you know? Let's let's say we go back to 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 a time when 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 you're doing you're doing the rankings how would you have voted in something like 2A Division Two, where you just have such chaos in, in one week where it seems like if you could just survive that week and come away with even the most narrow and unimpressive of wins, you would have made a big leap in the rankings.
3: Yeah, I, I, I got to tell you, because I just got off the air for my own show a little while ago, and I, you know, on Tuesdays we, we, do, um, uh, the, we, we read everybody the updated rankings. We let them know what's going on. So, because I get off the air before, you know, they came out yesterday, uh, but you and I were speculating on some things. So then, my first surprise, and I'm failed to look at my first, my first thought was, well, ah, well, well, well. Looks like tempered his crew, fat, sat back on the rear ends and did a big, fat, absolutely nothing with the ranking. Now, that's not completely true, and I didn't say that on the air, mm-hmm. Uh but, you know, people might look at that at first blush only because Hamlin sat where it did. Now, let me add, uh, again, the devil's advocate is, what would anybody else do with that, with some, with carnage like that? I've never seen carnage like that. It's This is my 38th year of covering high school football, uh, in, be it in print or, or broadcast. I've never seen a top ten take a hit like that, ever. So, your, my point about all this is, your guess. Your educated guesstimation is as good, if not better, than anybody else's. With regard to, I, I I will tell you this: what will clearly, I'm sure it will, raise an eyebrow across the state is not only do you have a one and two Mart team in the poll. We talked about that; they played a really, you know, a good three A program in Franklin, so they stepped up. Not only that, you moved them up after the loss. That's that's the thing that's gonna. Uh, uh, I think attract a little bit of attention or two, Mm -hmm. but I understand the reasons for why you did what they did. And and by the way, um, you know, uh, I, uh, I I, I took the Liberty after the loss of good naturedly chiding uh, my sideline reporter and, and really the unofficial mayor of Martin, Texas, Quan Cosby, Mm -hmm. about, uh, (laughs) about, about his alma mater. And I'm like, what's up? Yeah. I said, I remember losing to Franklin last year. And he said, Hey, he said they're still trying to figure out a few things. Uh, do you remember, they didn't move Rodrell Freeman to quarterback until in the playoffs after the injuries, and so he's still even trying to get acclimated to stuff. And when you don't have Willa Bailey back there and then you don't have some of the other guys, they lost a couple of guys on the line, and a couple of, they don't have a Tyree Corn. obviously. There's still a little bit of feeling out to go, I've got a feeling they'll get all that figured out uh, over time. It was good, I think. Uh, for you to have Holland in the rankings. Mm-hmm. I think they're
0: deserving, and, and good to see them pop in. Yeah, I was, I, I was glad to get them in. It, there's, there's no there's no good way to deal with 2A Division two, so we just <laughs> tried our best. It's, it's it, it was, to us, the least bad way of dealing with it. Uh, it's Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joining us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation, hashtag TF Today. All right, Craig, I'm going to throw three surprising unbeaten 6A teams at you. Three surprising unbeaten 6A teams at you. You tell me which one or multiple that you're buying. Which ones are you buying in on and saying I think this might be for real. We'll go out east. I'll give you Tyler Lee. The Red Raiders are 3-0. We'll go to southeast. I'll give you Beaumont United who is 3-0. And then we'll go in your neck of the woods. I'll give you a Cedar Park Vista Ridge, who is off to a three and zero start. Which of those catches your intrigue the most?
3: Probably United, mm-hmm. uh, because of where they are, what they've done. I don't, I don't know that it, it. They might of the of the three. Hey, did you see this coming? Surprise! They might be the most surprising. Mm-hmm. I, I would think. Um, you know. Uh, uh, Tyler Lee's in a, in, 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 a, in a tough region, as we know, in a tough district and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's been impressive. And in the case of Vista Ridge, Roddy Vince has always had pretty good defense. That's what failed him last year, and that's why they went one and nine. They have uh, 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 the offensive coordinators, kid Todd Brown, his son Kyle, is the quarterback. And, and in visiting with uh, uh, Anthony Wood at Westwood this morning, those two teams play this week. And you talk about two Talented junior quarterbacks going head to head, facing off against one another on Friday night. Mm-hmm. RJ Martinez of Westwood, and then and then Kyle Brown of District. He said he's a gunslinger, but he can fit throws in. He goes, and that's what we're we're kind of concerned about. So I think they thought the offense was going to be better there, and defense you don't expect to be down very long. Now they're in the tough district, and and mm-hmm. whoever loses this game is going to have a difficult time trying to grab that fourth spot if we are to believe and assume that, uh, you know, Vandegrift and Round Rock would probably be in there. And don't sleep on Stony Point because they look good. And Cedar Ridge, uh, you know, I think will recover as well. So that's an important game. But of those three, probably United, I I, I would be maybe the most surprised about. I don't know that I'm ready to cash in on any of the three being playoff teams yet.
0: We will find out, but uh, I will ask you one last question. Uh, and I know I'm going to pull from the, the Craig Way playbook and give you the, the old multiple choice. One last multiple choice question. Uh, you have free reign.
3: It's the only way I got through college, by the way, even in North Texas. <laughs> with was free- multiple choice. At least I had a fighting chance.
0: You know? have <laughs> uh, f- free, free reign to go to any game in the state on Friday night. You can go Brandy to. Okay, never mind. You need <laughs> your multiple oh, fine. Okay. I was, the other, the other two, for for what it's worth, the other two I was going to mention were Fort Marshall Marshall Manville and Converse Judson and Sibley Steele. Both ranked matchups, both terrific matchups. But you're going with the the matchup, that the, the non district matchup on this one.
3: And, and I'll give you another one that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and we talked about it a little bit the other night. Brownwood and Wichita Falls Rider. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another one that that I think we learn more about Sammy Burnett's team, I mentioned that. I was like, look at Tepper putting Brownwood in the poll. Okay, we're going to find out more now. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, that kind of thing. Now, that said, how often do we get number one versus number two? How often do we get a rematch of a state championship? And as you pointed out yesterday, how often do you have two teams who are ranked one and two in a rematch of a state title game playing for the third time in a calendar year? That's just harvest, moon, weird Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, so that's that's why we. That's why I would go with Balikov Grandview. It's got it's got a lot of pathos to it. I think for Friday, uh,
0: I tend to think you're right, and and I will go out on a limb and say whoever wins that game will be the number one team in three A Division One. I just, I'll get it
1: first.
3: Careful out there, I know. You won't, you, you won't have the issues that you had with 2 A 2 with with this week. That's for sure. He is
0: Craig Way. He's a Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Catch his fine work uh, on the Horn in Austin. And, of course, you can see him on Fox Sports Southwest on Friday night. That's part of the Emmy Award winning high school scoreboard live. And then listen to him call uh, Texas and Oklahoma State on Saturday. Craig, appreciate your time, pal. I will see you on Friday.
3: Thank you, Chet. Ashley, keep up the good work.
0: Thanks, Craig. There he goes, brown nosed Craig Way. <laughs> <laughs> joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Um, are you okay? That was. Uh, are, you, are you doing okay? Because I know. Because here's the thing. Let's let's be clear about this. Ashley Pickle has a crush on Craig Way. He that's what's going on here
1: the that that's an interesting way to put it he is the goat like I can't even you have, like, a, fo- you have, fo- you have a
0: football to- crush on Craig yeah
1: yeah a football crush is a good way yeah. to put that he like yeah I grew up my whole life listening to Craigway with the Longhorns my parents had season tickets for 25 years so like that was like the pinnacle of broadcast now I warned him about that when I got here like I really did and when they told me I was gonna get Craigway's number I like I don't freak out often, like fangirl often, but that was a big one. So, yeah, that was cool for me. Uh, Shout out Lance Pickle's watching too, so I know that was a big moment for him. Uh, But, yeah.
0: And now we go back to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment for (laughs) Thoughts.
1: All right, so, uh, well, first off, Michelle had the best comment, too. When we were talking to Craig earlier, asking mm-hmm. about, you know, um, he was asking if I already knew any of that stuff. It said he had everything to do, it had everything to do with Tepper, meaning Ashley probably hasn't done, or has done everything Tepper didn't tell her to do that's
0: a hundred percent correct yes. so that that wins that's best comment correct. of the
1: day uh the really the only other question that we really got um from ed mcgillory he said tepper a thought oklahoma more or less runs the mike leach offense that tech ran mm-hmm. but with a much with much better players does that mean that the ou quarterbacks are system quarterbacks
0: uh i hate that word i hate that word i, I think that i think that it it's it, it's a it's a I think it's a four-letter word that's used to uh, accuse quarterbacks of, n- of not being as good as they actually are. Uh, Pat Mahomes was a system quarterback. Um, I-, I think things are working out pretty well for him. Uh, that said, if you have to put a label on it, yeah, I think so. I think that what Lincoln Riley runs at Oklahoma is a system. Uh, I, think that, I think what everybody runs is a system. What Andrew Luck ran at Stanford, which was like the most pro-style offense of all time, was a system. I don't, I don't know. I, I just, you know, I think, that, I think that's, a, that's an, um, an overall antiquated way of thinking in my personal opinion. I know Ed doesn't think that way. Uh, he's just the one who asked the question. But I, I just think it's an antiquated way of thinking. I think, that, I think that if you can play quarterback, people are figuring out that you can play quarterback. And I think that Kyler Murray going number one was a really landmark and important moment because we finally stopped measuring guys based on how tall they are. Okay, because there are a lot of quarterbacks who are really good who are under six foot, like Drew Brees. Okay, um, and, and then there are a lot of quarterbacks who uh, who are uh, who are really tall that are not any good. Okay, um, who's that NFL quarterback? Brock, Brock Osweiler. Brock Osweiler is like six ten.
1: Yeah, huge.
0: Anybody want to take Brock Osweiler right now? No. And so I. T- I'm sorry to get off on a tangent, but the way that we have scouted quarterbacks is so bass-ackwards that I can't even believe that we, that we trust the same people to do that. And, and what we're seeing now is smarter people getting involved in the NFL and the old guard moving out, and that is a good thing and ultimately going to end up being a better product. So other than that, I don't have any opinion on the matter.
1: No, no opinion at all. Couldn't even tell. That's going to do it for us.
0: <laughs> Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Campbell's, And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Thanks again to Craig Way for being our guest and for Sh- to Shahan Jayraja for sitting in that chair and talking with us. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.